0: Back to the dear heart and the brain podcast show where we discuss general health fitness and science this is the fourth part of the special micronutrient series where i'll be breaking down the fundamentals of vitamin and mineral metabolism so that you can understand its mechanism and subsequent impact on your well-being i know you're going to love this series as i've been working on this initiative for quite some time now whether you're walking your dog driving to work or doing household chores you're in for a great adventure today We're going to be talking about Charming Choline, okay? Choline. This is a charming water-soluble B vitamin, and its main form is PTD-CHO. Oftentimes, you'll find me using its main form interchangeably with the general term that it is used. And PTD-CHO is the main form in food as well as in our body, right? and basically what this is, it it is choline, but it has a phospholipid attached to its big polar head group. Choline is a vitamin that helps with cell maintenance, nervous system function, and DNA synthesis, and its deficiencies can contribute to Alzheimer's disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and muscle damage, right? What are the richest dietary sources of choline? Meat, fish, dairy, and egg yolks. Fatty liver dysfunction is a main clinical manifestation of choline deficiency due to the defects in phospholipid synthesis and lipoprotein secretion for the fatty acids to be effectively transported out of the liver. Right? PTD-CHO helps with packaging and exporting triglycerides in BLDL, which means very lousy lipoprotein. Good thing of that, but it's just a um, very detrimental lipoprotein. So that bile salts can actually be secreted and out of the liver. Liver failure can ultimately result from the impairment of lipid metabolism due to choline deficiency. Alright, so let's dive into the nitty-gritty. We all love that part. Our liver. Our liver is primarily involved in choline metabolism, where choline can either be synthesized into a phospholipid or it can be converted into a methyl donor that is not folate this time. It's called Right, So the liver uses choline for membranes, bile, or secreting, VLDL LDL, as I just talked about. And in neurons, a small amount of choline is converted to acetylcholine. And acetylcholine is very necessary for motor neurons of the nervous system to activate muscles for your power exerting movements, just squats. Cool thing. Choline can actually be made in two ways. First way through the CDP choline pathway or a non-choline pathway called the PEMT pathway. Choline, this is a charged cation. So its transport requires either a high affinity during a acetylcholine synthesis for our nerves or a low affinity for phospholipid synthesis. Being characterized as high affinity often indicates how it can just work with a low concentration. And low affinity is the opposite, where um, being high in nutrient concentration really helps in this transport. So let's talk about the first pathway. We'll briefly talk about both pathways, okay? So the first pathway requires choline, right? The CDP-choline pathway. So free choline, it uses this enzyme called CK-choline kinase as the committed step to become phosphocholine, and then it's activated from phosphocholine to CDP-choline by an enzyme called CT, and from the nucleus to the ER, this CDP-choline will have another enzyme called CBT, transfer phosphocholine to DAG, and then we get our aim, PTD-CHO, right? CT is interesting because it will move to the membrane in response to fatty acids as well as the degradation of As a compensatory mechanism. I always find that compensatory mechanisms in our human biology are super interesting because right when PTD-CHO is depleted it will increase the stress in the membrane and then the CT enzyme actually senses this and it'll literally insert itself into the membrane which will lead to transcriptional regulation linked to cell growth and differentiation and in the PEMT pathway we'll use a non-colon substrate to produce PTD-CHO, and all three steps are catalyzed by PMT in the ER, which uses Adomet. You remember Adomet from our folate lecture, right? So after THF donates its um, one carbon unit to homocysteine, we get Adomet. And Adomet is ultimately what drives DNA methylation. And PMT is actually a main consumer of Adomet in order to actually form choline, and that also means that it's a product of... Um, 80HCY, which is what generates homocysteine. We talked about how we can't get homocysteine from our diet and um, homocysteine comes from... Um, it is a product of 80HCY, right? An experiment where the um, PMT gene was completely knocked out in mice. There was a 50% reduction in circulating homocysteine compared to wild type and this exemplifies that PMT is a major source of circulating homocysteine. How does homocysteine Get its methyl groups if this isn't folate metabolism great question folate isn't the only source of methyl groups right batine batine which is the formed from the oxidation of choline will supply methyl groups so that homocysteine can become methionine for adoMet to be produced and this is how we get methyl donors um, that are, does not involve folate metabolism we talked about the CDP choline pathway, where, like CK, the choline kinase, will convert free choline. And when this concentration rises, like concentration of um, choline, of course, rises, this enzyme CK gets really saturated. And when it gets really saturated, choline will literally enter the mitochondria, and it gets oxidized to betaine. And remember, adomet can either be from choline or folate metabolism which shows how reactions can be coupled together to maximize resources and efficiency for your cells. Lastly, we're going to be talking about the intersection of nutritional biochemistry and neuroscience. And if you've been here long enough, you know that's my absolutely favorite topic to chat about. We know that acetylcholine is a really important neurotransmitter for motor output. And thanks to an enzyme called CHAT, we're gonna form acetylcholine from choline and acetylcholine in neurons. And this is done in two methods. Like first, when we have like choline from our blood, a low affinity transporter in the neuron will make PTD Cho and this provides free choline in the neuron. Or it can make membranes, right? If it's not making membranes, it will be making acetylcholine. From choline and acetylcholine, right? The second method is through a high affinity transfer, so it requires like lower concentration, of course, and it uses chat as we just talked about doing acetylcholine and the two unique sources of um, choline that the nerve gets will get recycled by ACHE, which is acetylcholine esterase within the synaptic cleft, which is the area where neurons are done with their, you can call it reaction, so that we can have acetate and choline be recycled and this can repeat the cycle. Because resources are not wasted in this house. Oh, my friend, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode all about choline. If you enjoy this episode, then I know that you're going to enjoy the next few episodes of this micronutrient series that will provide you with a lot of curiosity and excitement about how micronutrients play such a role in your body. I'm going to leave you with the same message I leave you in every single one of our Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and above all, thank you for your interest in science.